Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. And all of God's people said, Amen, Amen. And you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. And Thank you so much for worshiping and thank you so much for praying for one another. I just want to encourage you and tell you God is still answering prayer. He hears our prayers when we call on His name and that's why we're encouraged to pray and to pray and to pray because He hears and answers prayer. We've been praying for you. Don't miss that, friend. We've been praying for you. We've been praying for you that you would just have a fresh encounter with the Lord as we gather here today to worship our risen Lord and Savior. Listen, we've been praying for souls to be saved. First service, we know that, we, that uh, there was few there, a few that made commitments to Christ in the first service. We give God praise for that. Amen. Yes. Believe in Him to do the same thing here. Yes. I shared earlier how God is working. Young lady connected with our church who made a new commitment to Christ this week as she has been walking through a, a very tragic thing in her life but through that tragedy God opened her heart up for her to call out to God and, and God came as she called and saved her and we praise the Lord for that young lady making that new commitment to Christ and we got families I, I don't have time to tell you everything but I'm just telling you God is putting families back together there, there, there's families in here right now that God has put back together can we give God glory and give him praise and if he did it for them he can do it for you and so to God be the glory for all that he's doing thank you so much again for being here with us on this Easter We've been promoting these services for the last several weeks with the theme, The Hope of Easter. And guess what the title of my message is today? The Hope of Easter. The Hope of Easter. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to them. I'm going to be speaking out of the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, sharing Mark's account of the resurrection. So Mark, chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. In the Gospel of Mark, it's recorded here. It says, When the Sabbath was passed... Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they might go and anoint him, speaking of Jesus. And very early on the first day of the week when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, uh, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, don't be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go and tell, the, tell his disciples and tell Peter too that he's going before you to Galilee. And there you will see him just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb for trembling and astonishment. Or you could insert the word hope there. Trembling and hope had seized them. That's amazing. And they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid. Can you just imagine with me right now being there on that first Easter? How, how hopeless all the followers of Christ must have felt after witnessing what they saw happen to their leader Jesus. Jesus has been betrayed by Judas. They've witnessed this. They've witnessed Jesus being mocked by the Roman soldiers and they've, they've witnessed Jesus being mocked by the Jews. They've witnessed Jesus being beaten and, and uh, flogged and they eventually witnessed him being crucified on the cross at Calvary. How hopeless the followers of Christ must have felt when, when they saw Jesus die such a, a cruel and, and gruesome death and then they placed his bloody body there in, the, in a tomb. Can, can you imagine with me right now the confusion and the chaos of not knowing for them what would happen next? 
Can, can you just imagine the chaos and the confusion of not knowing what the future was going to hold for these followers of Christ? This was no doubt the most hopeless time they had ever had in their life. And I'm sure those early followers of Christ, like many of you that are gathered here, you, you, you've asked the question, this, this has to be a mistake. This cannot be God's will. There's no way that this could be God's plan. And the truth is, the truth is, this was God's plan from the very beginning. This has always been God's plan. This was God's plan for Jesus to leave the glory of heaven and come down to this earth to die for us. That was God's plan. That was God's will. And the Bible says that it was determined, it was determined by God that Jesus would die on a cross to be the perfect sacrifice for the sins of the world. It was determined by God. Nobody could change it. It was set in stone. It was God's will, God's plan. He determined it that Jesus would leave heaven, come to earth to die for you and to die for me. To be the perfect sacrifice for the sins of the world. The death of Jesus on the cross, you see, was God's way of showing his love to all of us the death of Jesus on the cross was God's way that God would make a plan to reconcile sinful man back to a holy and righteous God. Listen to me. Please don't miss this. The, the truth is that Jesus was on mission. Jesus has always been on mission. Jesus was on mission from the manger to the grave. He was always on mission, and his mission from the manger to the grave was to come and save us from our sins. And Jesus came, he came to be our living hope. He came to be our living hope. I love what Peter said. Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 1, listen to what the words of this apostle said. He said, blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful today that we're born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead? I say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You see, the death and the burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ is our living hope. That's our, Jesus is our only hope. He's our living hope. You see, the hope of Easter is that Jesus is the Son of God. The hope of Easter is Jesus is the Son of Man who has come to save us from our sin. The hope of Easter is Jesus coming to seek and save those that are lost. The hope of Easter is Jesus coming to set the captives free. The hope of Easter is Jesus coming to heal the brokenhearted. The hope of Easter is Jesus coming and open the eyes of the blind. The hope of Easter is Jesus to come and bear our burdens. The hope of Easter is Jesus coming to carry us through life when we feel like we're never going to make it. You see, the hope of Easter is Jesus. And you may be here this morning, and you may feel like these early disciples did before that first Easter, and you may feel hopeless. You may be going through life. I know I'm talking to people. Listen, I met with a young man last night who was weeping, weeping because he's hopeless because everything in his life is broken and falling apart. I know people today that are here and in our community and they feel hopeless. And that's a dangerous place to be. And they feel hopeless. And you may feel hopeless today. You may feel hopeless today because of all the confusion and the chaos that's going on in the world around us. You may feel hopeless today because you're living life now without someone you love. You may feel hopeless because your world has been flipped completely upside down by something unexpected event that has happened in your life. You may feel hopeless because of the, of the trials and the troubles and the tribulations that you're walking through in your life. You, you never thought, well, it's happened to this one and it's happened to that one, but this could never happen to me. That would never be my doctor report. That would never be the phone call I get. But some of you have had your world flipped upside down. And you feel hopeless. It appears that it's hopeless for you and your family. 
You see, it appeared hopeless for the followers of Christ on that Friday before Easter. It it appeared that life was over for Jesus. I mean, come on, it appeared that it was all over for Jesus and it appeared like it was all over for those followers of Christ. All hope was gone, but guess what? Sunday was on the way. Sunday was on the way. Hallelujah, Sunday was on the way. And you know what that means for us as we gather here today? Sunday was on the way. That means that hope was on the way. Sunday came and hope came on that first Easter Sunday. You know why they had hope? Hope came because they went to that grave and they found that grave to be empty. Hope came because they discovered and witnessed Jesus had risen from the dead. They were filled with a hope that's a hope that can overflow in your life, the Bible says. They were filled with a hope that we can also be filled with today. Friend, they had hope and you you can have hope in the empty grave and in the risen Lord today as well. Hallelujah. You can have hope. You can have hope knowing that Jesus is walking with you no matter the battles in your life, no matter the storms in your life, no matter how hard it might be. You can have hope today knowing that when you're walking through it, he's never going to let go of you. He's never going to leave you. He's going to walk right there with you. You can have hope today that he's with you. You can have hope today knowing that Jesus is going to give you the strength to get through it. When you're weak and weary and you're about to throw in the towel, you can have hope knowing that that Jesus will give you the strength that you need. You can have hope knowing that Jesus is the one that gives true peace. You can have hope today knowing that with Jesus all things are possible. You can have hope today knowing that Jesus has come to give you a new life. I'm talking about a new life that you can walk right here on this earth. You can have hope in that new life and you can have hope knowing that Jesus came to give us eternal life. And we can have hope. Don't miss this. We can have hope today knowing that one day Jesus is coming back. Listen. Whether you want to acknowledge that, admit that, or whatever, however you feel about that, it don't change the truth. He's still coming back. He's coming back. And that gives all of us as followers of Christ, that gives us a hope today. We can have hope because one day he's coming back for his church. And we can have hope also because Jesus has made a way for us to have a heaven to gain. Aren't you thankful that we got a heaven to gain? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Because of Easter, we have a living hope. Because of Easter, you have a living hope. Because of Easter, you have a living hope. And his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Praise the Lord. We kind of back up a little bit when we talk about the Easter account here. And the week before Easter, the Bible speaks that there were crowds that were gathered and they were waving palm branches as Jesus entered into Jerusalem riding on a donkey. Those crowds that were gathered, they were shouting praises. They were shouting praises and declaring that Jesus is king. We see this recorded in the Gospel of John, chapter 12, where it says they took branches of palm trees and they went out to meet Jesus and they began to cry out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. The hope of Easter is about proclaiming and praising that Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There, the week before Easter, they're proclaiming that Jesus is the King of kings. And then on that Easter morning, that first Easter, when the followers of Christ, they arrived there at the empty grave and they witnessed that Jesus had been raised from the dead and that their King was alive. And the Bible says they were, they were filled with astonishment. They were filled with hope when they discovered an empty grave and when they discovered that Jesus had risen from the dead. They had a renewed hope. They had a renewed hope in their Savior, in their King Jesus. And that new hope they had, if you study the life of the disciples, it motivated them. It motivated them to, to spend the rest of their lives to go out and to proclaim and to praise that Jesus is King. I mean, they were willing to risk their lives because of the witness of the resurrection and they went forward the rest of their life proclaiming proclaiming that Jesus is worthy of all praise and all honor and all glory and can I declare to you on this Easter morning to you everyone here Easter 2021 that Jesus is he's worthy he's worthy of praise he's worthy of honor he's worthy of all glory and all power he's worthy today he's worthy Jesus is worthy because he's king over sin. Jesus is worthy because he's king over death. Jesus is worthy because he's king over the grave. Jesus is worthy because he's the king of peace. Jesus is worthy because he's the king of power. 
And Jesus is worthy because he is the king of glory. And Jesus is worthy because he is the lamb of God. And Jesus is worthy because he is the the lion of Judah. Jesus is worthy because he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And I understand that in the world that we live in today, there's a lot of people with the question and wondering, is Jesus really worthy? And there's people that could be even gathered here today that are worshiping with us on campus and online and you may be wondering is Jesus truly worthy of all praise and honor and glory and can I just tell you this morning those of you that are wondering and questioning is Jesus worthy of all praise honor and glory let me declare to you right now he is he is he is He is. He is worthy. He is worthy of all praise, all honor, and all glory. He is. He he is worthy of all praise, honor, and glory. Thank God that we can lift up King Jesus and declare He is worthy. Man, I want to stop right there and just spend some time keep praising God. Amen. Man, don't you look forward to getting to heaven? giving God praise and declaring that he is worthy worthy is the lamb worthy is the lamb I mentioned to you this past Friday in our good Friday service which was just an amazing service powerful presence of God such a precious time together I mentioned to you in that service that there's some things that we encounter in life if we would be honest we wish we could just kind of skip over them how many of you ever had some things happen in life you just wish you could skip over it I think all of us can lift our hands to that. This has to be a time here for those followers of Christ that this is a time in their life they just wish they could skip over the part of seeing Jesus mocked by the Romans and by the Jews. Seeing Jesus beaten so severely where the Bible says he was physically disformed. Seeing Jesus bloodied in his body. Seeing Jesus' blood being poured out on the cross at Calvary. Seeing Jesus' blood poured out at Easter is something that we all wish we could just kind of hit the rewind button on and kind of skip over for sure. But listen, please hear me. As much as we would like to skip over this part of the Easter story, it's the blood that gives us the hope of Easter. It is the blood. It is the blood of Christ that gives us hope. That gives us hope of forgiveness of sin. Gives us the hope of Easter. You see, we have hope on Easter because of the blood of Christ Jesus. Paul put it this way. Paul said in Ephesians, he says, in him, which he's meaning in Christ, in Jesus, that we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Paul says that we have redemption in his blood. We have redemption in the blood of Christ. No longer, uh, no longer an animal sacrifice is needed. Uh, and there's no other person's blood who would be the perfect sacrifice. It had to be Jesus because he had sinless and perfect blood. You see, without the blood of Jesus poured out on the cross of Calvary, there would be no hope at Easter for any of us. We have hope. We, we have hope because the blood of Christ redeems us. What does that mean? That means that the, the blood of Christ, it, it frees us from the, the power and the grip of sin. We have hope because the blood of Christ, it, it not only redeems us, but it transforms us and, and cleanses us and, and sets us apart unto God. We have hope because of the blood of Christ because the blood of Christ rescues us, what Peter said, from the empty way of life. You see, anything other than living for Christ is really an empty life. And Peter says it's the blood of Jesus Christ that will rescue you from this empty life. And the perfect illustration happens right here in this Easter account when Jesus is hanging on the cross and there's two thieves right beside him. But one of those thieves, one of those criminals was rescued that day from his his empty life. You know why he was rescued from his empty life? Because he put his faith in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb. Right there, right right there in that moment, right there in that time, right there on the cross, facing death, this criminal, right there, he is rescued from the empty life. 
Hallelujah. And that should bring encouragement to all of us here today, friend. If you're living an empty life away from Christ, you can put your faith in the blood of Christ and he will rescue you and he'll give you new life. He'll give you new life. It's at the cross. It's at the cross that that Jesus poured out his blood so that our sins could be washed away and we could have forgiveness. How many of you are thankful for forgiveness today? Jesus poured out his blood. He poured out his blood so we could be rescued not only from our empty life, but he poured out his blood so we could be rescued from a real place called hell that without Christ we will spend eternity in. And because of the blood of Christ and what the blood does for us by redeeming us and rescuing us and transforming us and giving us a new life, we need to praise God for his blood. We need to to praise God for his blood. We need to thank God for the blood that redeems and that rescues and it transforms us. And listen, I got good news for you today. Whoever you are, the whosoever's that are here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, whoever you are and no matter your background and no matter the sin that you brought with you, it doesn't matter. You can have hope because there's power in the blood of Christ to wash away your sins. Oh, my, 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 that's good, good news. Oh man! God help me. There's power in the blood. I, I, I'm just thinking right now, and I'm going back to uh, right around Easter of 2002, when right across the street over here in a little house, when I was living an empty life, and, and methamphetamines and alcohol had consumed my life, and I got on my knees because there was a preacher there telling me that there's power in the blood that can wash away my sins and give me new life, and I put my faith, and Jesus changed me, and He can change you. He can change you. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy. You are worthy. And I thank God for his blood. I praise God for his blood. And here's what you need to do. You need to put your faith in his blood. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Wait a minute. Good works can't wash away my sins? No, good works will never wash away sin. Wait a minute. Maybe if I want to be made whole again, what can make me whole again? Maybe, maybe if I go to the bottle or go to the peel, that'll make me whole again. No, that won't make you whole again. Maybe, maybe if I work hard and try to accumulate and, and gain all this stuff in this life, that, that'll, that'll wash away my sins. That'll make me whole again. No, it won't. The only, the only way your sins can be washed away and you can be made whole again is through the blood of Jesus Christ. Through the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I want to ask every Christian in here right now to start praying. I want you to pray for souls. I want everyone just to bow your heads, please, and just close your eyes right now. Friend, you may have come this morning just by invitation from a family member or a friend, but you may have walked through the doors and you're, you're living the empty life. You're living the empty life. Been there, done that. There's nothing there. It leads to destruction. And Jesus is reaching out to you right now out of love because he wants to save you and give you new life and give you the peace of having eternal life. I heard someone say recently that it's eternity's too long to be wrong. And friend, you don't want to miss out on eternity. You don't want to miss heaven. And right now, Jesus is here and he's speaking to your heart as he moves by his spirit to draw you to the Father. And he's drawing you right now for you to surrender your life. And the question is, what will you do? Will you receive the blood and apply it over to your life to be washed and cleansed and forgiven? Or will you reject Christ? Can you hear me please this morning? When you make the decision to reject Jesus, truly what you're doing is you're gambling with your soul. You're gambling with your soul. Is there anything worth more than your soul? No. 
Is heaven in your future? That's a question that can only be answered between you and God. And right now, I just want to I want to encourage you, whoever you are, whoever you are, whether you're here on campus or online, that you would just come to Christ. Listen, I'm not asking you to come to church here. I'm asking you to come to Christ. I'm asking you to come to the one who, who died on the cross. Jesus, be exalted. <laughs> Jesus, be exalted. Whoever you are, friend, right there where you are, if you just would just walk through this prayer and just admit to the Lord that you're a sinner, we've all had to do that. We're all, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Just admit that you're consumed with a sickness called disease, a disease called sin, and the only way that you can be cured from this sin disease is through Jesus Christ and the blood that he poured out on Calvary. So if you just admit that you're a sinner and believe, in your, believe that he took your place, he took my place. But listen, we deserved it. We deserved the suffering. We deserved the shame. We deserved the pain. We deserved that death. But Jesus, out of his love, he took our place. He took your place and my place. And if we would just believe that he came to die for us, and if we will believe that God raised him from the dead, and then confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and then place our faith in Him. Just place your faith in Him. Repent of your sin. Turn from your sin and just begin to surrender your life. Right there where you are. Come on, friend. Just focus on God and say, I surrender. Today, on this Easter, I'm surrendering my life to Jesus. Jesus, come and wash me, cleanse me, be my Lord, be my Savior. I invite you in right now. Be my living hope. Jesus, I receive you right now. Nobody looking around. Nobody looking around. If, if you've prayed that prayer right now for the very first time in your life, or maybe you've just made a rededication because the Spirit has been pulling you and drawing you, would you please do me a favor real quickly? Just lift your hand and say, I prayed. I've, I've, I've prayed that prayer. God bless you, ma'am. Come on. I, I, is there any others? I see the hands. God bless you, son. God bless you in the back. Is there others? Lift them real quickly, please. Others, God bless you. God bless you. Would you look up here to me, please, all of you? Do, do you know that the Bible says that when one sinner repents, that all of heaven starts rejoicing? Well, we've had several hands lifted here. Can you say thank you, Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And, and maybe you lifted your hand or maybe you didn't lift your hand. Maybe you still prayed the prayer. I want to challenge all of you right now. If you made that decision today, I want you to do me a favor before you leave. On the, on the back of the pew or in the chairs, you'll see a, a connection card. And you can just kind of check right there your response today. And you can drop it into containers by the doors on your way out. You can place them here at the altar. You can put them at the Welcome Center. If you're watching with us online, you can just put in the chat box right now that I decided to follow Jesus. I prayed that prayer. I surrendered. But let us know so we can pray for you. And we want to give you a gift today before you leave to help you in your walk spiritually with God. And we praise the Lord. We praise the Lord for how He has already worked upon your life today. And we give Him all praise and all glory. The Bible says this, don't ever miss this, that Jesus loves you. He demonstrated that through the cross. And the word says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. Friend, Jesus loves you. And he went to the cross for you so you could have salvation and that you could be saved and you can have new life. And I pray that today you've made that decision to come to Christ, to be your Lord and to be your Savior. Glory to God. Listen, as we prepare to close now, every Easter I like reading through the Gospels and reading the story of the crucifixion and the resurrection. One of my favorite Gospels to read in about the resurrection is the Gospel of Luke. Because in Luke's Gospel, he says these words right here, and it's the angel speaking to those coming to the grave, and I love it when it says, Why do you seek the living among the dead? Why do you seek the living among the dead? Uh, he's not here, but he is risen. That's right. yes. 
Aren't you thankful today that he's not here? He's he's no longer on the cross. He's no longer in the grave. He's here in our hearts. He's here. Aren't you thankful for that? He's alive and he's here. He's alive and he's here to help you. He's here to guide you. He's here to direct you. He's here to give peace to you. And listen, those early followers that were gathered around that grave, the angel told them, listen, you know he's alive. Now you go out into the world and you tell everyone that he's alive. And don't forget to tell Peter too. Peter had denied Christ. There's some people out there around us in the world that have failed God and they need somebody to come back to them and tell them that God's not giving up on them, that God is alive and God can resurrect them again. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! He's alive. And so let us go into the world and tell the world that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Let us go into the world and tell the world that Jesus has defeated the enemy. Hallelujah. Let us go into the world and declare that Jesus is all-powerful. Let us go into the world and declare that Jesus will forever reign. Listen, the kingdoms on this earth and the kings, they're going to crumble and they're going to fall. Nations around us, they may seem to be rising up, but one day they're going to fall. But not King Jesus. His kingdom will forever reign hallelujah 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 and let's go let's go and tell the world that Jesus is alive let's go and tell the world that Jesus is alive because that is the hope of Easter